What's on Randy's wall of predictions? They're all notarized. Some have been extended by years, and all are wildly optimistic. All part of Kwame and Company on 91.5 and 102.7 The Word. This is Kwame and Company podcast number 11. Woo-hoo-hoo. Second in the second digits. I'm Phil. Amy's here. Randy's not in. And we've got all kinds of stuff here, but I wanted to start with the newsletter I got from Youth for Christ. Because oh. they've got a lot of needs. You know, they've uh, they've been ministering to so many young people, especially since they got that uh, junction going downtown right over by the high school, like a block from the high school. Perfect spot mm-hmm. for the YFC junction. And there we go, the theme finally ending. I could have <laughs> turned it down at any time, but I sometimes I just wait for it. Um so they've had a lot of, of, uh, of uh, ministry going on, but they're behind in their budget. So the first thing we could say is, uh, yeah, you could you could give uh, by uh, by giving online at BrainerdYFC.com, or you can uh, you can mail a gift to Brainerd Youth for Christ, Post Office Box six two five, Wilmer, Minnesota five six two zero one. But they've also got physical stuff that they need at the junction. Want to hear some of this? Maybe somebody's got one of these dealios. Stuff they need at YFC. Okay. All right. You need an iPad. Sure. Updating your iPad. You got an extra one? Junction needs them. (laughs) Okay. I don't think they want my son's crack screen. Oh, well, you you never know. Ping pong table. Mm. I bet somebody's got one of those. An industrial popcorn popper. Now, I don't know if I know what he means by industrial popcorn popper. That's what I was wondering. Like one of the movie theater ones where they get the, you pour the, in in the, the round thing and sure. then you tip it out. and mm, Maybe. But a big popcorn popper. So like apparently. $400. Oh, well, you know, if you've I've got one I've looked at them for around. movie nights. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Wall-mounted coat racks. A couple of those. Skateboard storage solution. I don't know. Usually they just leave those on the floor so people trip on them. <laughs> <laughs> Put your foot on there and do, ooh. Yeah, what would it, I wonder what that looks like. Now I'm going to have to Google. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe hooks or rack or something. Uh, with Speaking of racks, a bike rack. Okay, I know what those look like. Yeah, and various uh, art supplies. So you get some of that stuff. Uh, you can get it over there. Also for student outreach, um, Interactive board games, good quality ping pong balls, replacement nets for the ping pong balls. Apparently, there's been sure. a problem. Yeah. Outdoor games like, uh, I don't know what this Yard is. Yard Jenga. Uh, that would be one. Oh, okay. It's not on the list here, but I could see you using that. Jumbo Throw Throw Burrito. Is oh, that yeah. a thing? Oh, yeah. That's a thing. It's a blow up. It's like an inflatable one. Have you ever heard the game Throw Throw Burrito? No. Okay, it, it's a board game. So it's a smaller <laughs> oh, it's a board game. And the burritos, you know, like normal burrito size. Yeah. But in Throw Throw Burrito, it's like a inflatable bigger and, and you burrito. And you aim them at something or I I've never played the game. Oh. I've just seen it. Okay. All right. Bocce ball. They need bocce balls. Oh, I know what that is. <laughs> Laptop. Oh, now this is for the Bay Rallies. Laptop computer. Two video projectors and two projection screens. Mm. 
So uh, okay, I we we get it, Dale. There's uh, stuff uh, takes takes money and takes uh, takes. Oh, uh, Amy just found a uh, St- wall-mounted skateboard yes. holder thing. Skateboard hanger rack, forty bucks on Amazon. Somebody could take care of that. I'm somebody. I'm sure somebody could. Oh. Basically, is like two poles. Yeah. With hooks. What would you angle? Forty-five degree boards. angled. Uh, poles, poles sticking that, out of it. Yeah, and then you just slide them in. Slide there. them right in. Yeah, stack them up on top of each other without them touching. There yeah. you go. Solved. Bingo, bango. Mm-hmm. We'll have we'll have Dale on to see how much of this stuff he gets now. <laughs> right. As you know, podcasts read everybody. Uh, speaking of podcasts, which we're on the Kwame and Company podcast. Uh, coming up next is Christy Largent. Uh, she's got a ministry idea for your church, and it involves pickleball. Well, it is pickleball. It's pickleball evangelism. Pickleball is awesome. Here's Christy. You're listening to 91.5 and 102.7 The Word. I'm Amy. And I'm Phil. And we're talking what, Amy? We're talking pickleball. Pickleball with Christy Largent, the pickleball evangelism (laughs) system. Christy, uh, why has pickleball exploded? Well, if you've played it, you know why. And that is because it is so much fun, right, Amy? Yes. It's like so much fun. It's like it's hard to describe. And I was really trying to analyze what is it about this this that is so compelling and addictive. And I... I think it's because it's the only thing as an adult that I have felt this complete abandon to play since I was playing tetherball on the playground. So where do you get the pickles, Amy? Are they kosher pickles or does it matter? You have to leave them out for a really long time so they get bouncy. Oh, okay. No, we're just joking. It has nothing to do with pickles or brine or any of that stuff. But but So it's a, a smaller court tennis-derived game? Well, basically, what you're dealing with is a half size of a tennis court with usually four people on that side. So you have a very much smaller space to cover, and pickleball is kind of a combination between tennis, ping pong, and badminton. Okay. So it was created uh, many years ago in upstate Washington, and it was a family yard, a game in their backyard that took a long time. It was sort of regional, and people knew kind of in pockets, but in the last five years, as you know, it has exploded. Uh, So uh, where do people end up playing? I mean, where did you play, Amy? Uh, We played at camp, and I think it used to be a tennis court, and then they kind of redrawn the lines, and it was like a movable net. So, yeah. All right. Is that a common kind of thing? extremely common. Yeah, and that's why pickleball evangelism system is so perfect for churches, because they can set it up in a gym. They can set it up in a parking lot. There are now available line packages that you can buy on Amazon that actually have the pre-made lines in the correct amount, size, and spaces. And um, you can lay them down wherever you want. Yeah, and then put the net up, and you're able to play a game. We're talking to Christy Largent. Uh, the pickleball evangelism system is what we're getting to. We're going to play a little music and come back. But how can people get in touch with you and find out more? Well, great question. Uh, go to my website, christylargent.com or pickleballevangelism.com, and you can find out more there. Francis Chan Friday, Christian Comics and Bible Baffle. That's Kwame and Company on the Word. 
or I love Bible Baffle. I listen whenever I can every day so that I learn more about the Word. And the music is so uplifting. And I love that you have the weather and the updates on what's happening in the world and locally. All right. Thank you for that. You know, Kwame and Company, the radio program is on from 6 to 9, Monday through Friday, and 6 to 10 on uh, the weekend version on Saturday, which is Lucy the dog and me. <laughs> I get, sometimes you have me on there. Once in a while? Once in a while, because somebody yep. will, at church will say, hey, I heard you this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. once in a while. Uh, so it's uh, while you're getting ready for church, or we've got sort of background stuff going on. Uh, all right, uh, here we have uh, stuff that happens in the family. Sometimes, you know, uh, you admit things that you didn't know embarrassingly to your family, and here's one of them. Uh, this comes from reddit.com. Uh, that you don't have to stand in the shower while the water warms up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I can't imagine not knowing that. But I suppose you get in a habit when you're a kid. You get in, you turn the shower water on. It's cold. It takes forever to warm up, and you stand there. I mean, I don't stand in the water. Sometimes I do that. Yeah. I get in and just wait. But... <laughs> It depends upon where I was in the other cycle getting ready. Like all of a sudden, yeah. oh, I forgot yeah. to turn the water. I'll just yeah. go in there and I'll just wait. Our uh, upstairs bathrooms are a long ways from the uh, downstairs water. So you, oh. you uh, well, put we them on. Well, we have one bathroom and it's on the other side of the wall as the furnace room. Oh, bang, right there. It's <laughs> so hot it, right away. Yeah, no, it does not no. take long. <laughs> no, this is like a minute and a half, sure, yeah. two minutes. Uh, That's what it takes in our kitchen. Yeah, but. yeah. when I get up, I... I turn on the sink to cold so I can take my pills because that takes a long time to cool down. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I turn on the shower to hot because it takes a while to heat up. Maybe (laughs) I'm counteracting each other there. Maybe the pipes are running next to each other in the wall and that's a problem. And they're freaking out. Yeah. My dad, (laughs) when he was building a house and my my dad built a kit home, he retired, moved to the lake. And they come and and, uh, put up the frame and then you finish it and they uh, piles of stuff sitting around. Okay. Dynamic home. I think it was from, from Detroit lakes. They Interesting. Put yeah. So, uh, he'd never done plumbing before. Uh huh. And <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was good at making joints and everything. Cause he was mm-hmm. a mechanic. He knew how to, you sure. know, copper fittings planning and all that. The way that they go is the tough part. That's, that's was the thing. And we, he had it all done and it didn't have the walls on yet, but we were living, he was living in it just to see that everything works before oh, they kind of like the, what, what you're we're doing. doing. Yeah. And he couldn't figure out, you know, the water's never hot or cold. It's always sort of in between. And what is the deal? And we traced them. We started tracing the pipes. They joined together. They came up. Hot coming up, cold coming up, and they joined. Uh Uh-huh. Hmm, that's probably why. (laughs) (laughs) It could be the answer. uh, Yeah, yeah. Oh, we got to make a little uh, adjustment here. (laughs) But I remember, it's just funny. It just, it's never hot and it's never cold. Yeah, I have a new appreciation for the Water. electricians. Oh yeah, and how they plan yeah. stuff. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, those it just triple switches and all that junk. Just a nightmare. You yeah. should see the like the one area where like everything <laughs> converges. Yeah. and goes into the what a nightmare. Yeah, it, it's just yeah, it's it's not fun to well, plan. Those guys it. know what they're doing. As I'm up, and then yeah. you know it's. If you're doing it every day, it'd be one thing. Right. But I'm doing it and oh I, I I've been at 
share and had kids two weeks of not touching anything. Right. And then you go back and go, okay, what was I going to do here? What was, the, yeah. what was my plan? What, what was the next red stand step? For? <laughs> what is my next step? Did I get those light? Yeah. Did I do that switch? Is yeah. that going anywhere? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah. I forgot yeah. to write on this cord. Right. Where does it go? Well, oh, it's no problem. We'll trace it back. All right. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. In a bundle of 50 different ones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A whole new appreciation. So the weird things that happen to the family, you admit the stuff that you didn't really know how it works. Uh, Okay. This is, uh, uh, I thought Mick Jagger's name was Mick Jagger, like McMuffin kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) And and people just never said his first name for some reason, Mick Mm -hmm. Jagger. Uh, it could be just Make, like Prince, bigger. you know, yeah. one word. Cher. Yeah. Make Cher. <laughs> I thought that prima donna was pre-Madonna and everything that <laughs> meant everything before the singer Madonna. Pre-Madonna. Yeah, she's yeah. she's something to measure your time off Right. Of. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, finally here. This is a, a tweet from... Uh, we won't be seeing these anymore if Elon Musk has his way. He's changing it to X, X. something. X. I don't know. There's got to be something more than just X. That's I, it kind was, of his no. It brand. was an X. But it. Okay, I'm going to go on the X. Is that what the? I don't. It, I think X? That's, that's. I don't know. It's like Prince. It would no longer. It was formerly known as. So what are we going to go on? X, formerly known as Twitter. Used to be Twitter. <laughs> don't call me Twitter. Because his just was and ended up just a symbol. I think he's uh, he's still mad at that whole Twitter deal. I think so. <laughs> he's still kind of grumpy about the whole thing. Well, anyway, as as long as we got the titles, Little mm-hmm. Bird at Mum of Two uh, says, "I love when my husband says, correct me if I'm wrong, like I would pass up that opportunity.'" <laughs> right. Oh, oh nice. yeah. Who should I? Yeah. Mm, well, maybe. Tempting. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff happens in families. Okay, back to pickleball. And I find this interesting. Christy Largent. Mm -hmm. We talked to her at uh, National Religious Broadcasters Convention. You're listening to 91.5 and 102.7. This is Kwame and Company. We are talking pickleball. And if you want to know more about this, uh, Christy has a website talking about evangelism. And what's the website again? Pickleball Pickleball Evangelism. (laughs) Dot com. Perfect. Dot com. All right. Well, so your system helps churches promote a pickleball uh, whole system of play and everything? Well, it's a system to get your program to start it, to run it, and to grow it. And it includes everything from where do we, how do we get started? Uh, how do we play the game? How do we get people to come? And how do we talk to them about Jesus when we're, I mean, a lot of, a lot of churches have sports programs, right? Um, and many have even pickleball programs. I find that oftentimes people come and play and leave and they never hear the name Jesus. And so if we go into this knowing part of our whole program with these people is to share Jesus with them, then it's kind of baked into our system. And so that's part of what I'm teaching. Now, what's the uh, the average age of pickleball players? And let me guess, and then you, you can... You guess, uh, yes, I, no. I'm saying uh, uh, 40 to... 
75. Okay, great guess. It's um, wrong. Oh, think, <laughs> see, this happens to me a lot, but it, it does happen a lot, right? He, he is a very good guesser, but yeah, very <laughs> often wrong. All right. Well, you're kind of right in that the, uh, it used to be the average age was older people, right? It's always your mother or your father you knew who was playing pickleball. The reality is uh, almost 30% of pickleball player growth in the last three years, and 30% of people playing are from 18 to 35. Really? Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times when a church has an outreach using their gymnasium, it's for kids. Yeah. Uh, this is really getting the church into a different age group, isn't it? Oh, that is such a great point because the, the beauty of pickleball is you could have your junior high class come out and play with your senior class oh, and yeah. they could all be on the same team playing together and everybody in between. So it's a beautiful cross mix of our of our ages. Okay. Well, tell us about the outreach part of this program then. Uh, do, do you have suggestions as to how to bring people into a relationship with Christ as a result of pickleball? Well, I think the relation, yes. Yes, we do. And that will come as you get your program up and running. So then there's devotionals that we can share with them. There's ways that we can um, invite them to special events. We can have m messages. In, kind of baked into our time that the that the gym is open. Um, it's just being really more strategic with knowing that part of this whole purpose of having people come in is so that we can build relationship and share Jesus with them. You know, there is a reference to pickleball in the Bible. Did you know that, Amy? Oh, <laughs> no, I do not. Joseph served in Pharaoh's court. <laughs> it, 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 that pickleball, Egyptian pickleball. I roll because I knew I knew what was coming. Okay, we're gonna take another break, and I'll move a little further away. This is Kwame Company on the Word. Whether it's by intercom or rattling the wall, we'll get Amy's attention for Kwame and Company on ninety-one point five and one hundred two point seven The Word. Podcast number 11, and we've got some bottom-of-the-column news. When you have bottom-of-the-column news, and it's not on the radio program, it's on the podcast, that's really bottom-of-the-column news. Yeah. <laughs> that's like another another podcast bottom-of-the-column news. Okay. This happened in Glastonbury, Connecticut. There's a big marina there, you know, big sections of dock out there. One 200-foot section of dock broke away from the rest Ooh. of the dock and floated off with 11 boats attached to it. So that's, <laughs> so it's not just your boat got unhitched, here the you, whole dock. Here you thought, you know, your boat was safe. You docked right. it, tied it up so tied nicely. It up good and tight. Uh -huh. One of those loopy ties <laughs> uh -huh. there. Yeah. And they had to call people. <laughs> One part of the errant dock was still floating downstream the next day. Officials said it was likely that the flooding in Vermont caused high water to set the structure free. Uh, Teddy Charton from Middletown said he got a call that my boat was floating down the river. It ended up all the way down in Chester. Well, I'm not familiar with Chester and Middleton and Glasbury, but anyway. So it started in Glasbury and went yep. to where? Kept going to Chester. Okay. That's... Passing through Cromwell, Portland, Middletown, How do you spell and Adam. Glasbury? Uh, Glastonbury, oh. G-L-A-S-T-O-N-B-U-R-Y. Oh, okay. There we go. Okay. Yeah, and then so, it went to? Uh, Chester. Chester. 
Eventually, they all but one boat was recovered. That's pretty good odds, but... Chester, Virginia? Uh, I don't know. It just says, this is the, what the guy Maryland? says. I got a call. My boat was floating down the river. It ended up all the way down in Chester. Huh. So. I'm going to say. How about Cromwell, Portland, Middletown, and Haddam? In Maryland. I'm going to see what. Okay. Oh. Yikes. That's a long way. As if it really did. If it, if it indeed is Maryland, Chester, Maryland, that yeah. is a long ways, but. Well. Well, these are probably not uh, small boats either. I mean, 11 boats, Seaboard Marina, and uh, there they go. Oh, I see Middleton. That's even a far way. Yeah. So there's probably even a bigger story there if people know <gasps> where things are. It almost ended up in the ocean. Yeah. Well, Chester was not very far from the ocean. Yeah. You go through like a couple more times, maybe that's and then you're the, in the ocean. Maybe that's where the one that they couldn't find ended up. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, that's a long ways. Okay, here's another story about weather-related stuff. Answering the question, how hot is it? To demonstrate the heat inside a closed car, the staff of the National Weather Service in Midland, Texas, made a batch of cookies, chocolate chip cookies, (gasps) on the car's dashboard on July 18. It was 105 outside. In the dashboard, 190. So it took a while for them to cook. Took a while. Took four hours. Yeah. He says, even though they weren't golden brown, we can confirm that they were done and delicious, said the National <laughs> Weather Service. So, and you know, that, that'd that be a nice, like, it'd be better than uh, one of those uh, uh, little uh, uh, trees you hang on your mirror for the smell inside oh, your car. can you imagine? Fresh baked cookies oh. on your dashboard. Whole new thing. Yeah. We're going through a heat wave. Right. Cookies. Cookies on dashboard. the dashboard. Cookies. All right, we got another one. This is better a, than roadkill on your engine, too. Right, or driving over a dead skunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. This is not. Do not try this at home. This guy in Russia, Michael Raduga. He's forty years old. He should have known better because he's the founder of the Phase Research Center in Russia. Russia. I mean, that sounds official. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not a doctor or a neur- neurosurgeon. But, I like how they clarify that. But he nearly <laughs> oh, lost no. his life in June when he tried to implant a chip in his own brain in his living room in Kazakhstan. Why? A chip. Well, he'd been doing experiments. He practiced on five sheep brains, and he watched hours of neurosurgery on YouTube. Oh, well, you know, you're qualified then. Before he started sure. on his own. The Daily Mail reported he lost more than a liter of blood in his quest to control his dreams. That's what he wanted to do, control his dreams. During the first 30 minutes, I was ready to give up many times. I was afraid I could just lose consciousness. I finished the surgery, took a shower, and worked for 10 hours straight. People didn't know. That you had just performed brain surgery on yourself. I think he's maybe deceiving himself a little bit because neurosurgeon Alex Green of the University of Oxford wasn't having it. He said, this is an extremely dangerous thing to do. We are probably decades away from being able to synthesize new experiences. So that's what he was trying to do, put a chip in his brain so that he'd see things in his head, I guess. That is just Michael Raduga. A, a new level of idiocy. Well, I'm amazed that he <laughs> didn't kill himself right well, there. Yeah. 
Brain like I surgery. Said, new level of it is idiocy it right there. Brain surgery. <laughs> well, oh my goodness. You need something to do. That guy needs pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. He could play some pickleball instead of operating on your own brain. Here we go. Let's get back to our interview with Christy Largent. 91.5 and 102.7 The Word. I'm Phil, and Amy's here, too. I am. This is fascinating, by the way, Christy. I love hearing about this. We have volleyball, and we have a disc golf course at our church, and that is the purpose of is making relationships and getting people to know Jesus. So. Yeah. This oh, that's your next project. Well, the thing with pickleball is pickleball really cross is cross generational, yeah. and I think that's the biggest appeal because many sports, uh, you either you're too old or you're too young or you can't play together. Like I can't play with a high level basketball player, and but I can play with any level pickleball player, and that's part of the beauty. You have your young kids, your old kids, and it's uh, they're having a really fun time. So their brain is in a really good space and it's open to talk about Jesus. It's open to talk about good things in life. So why is, I'm just curious, why is that? Is it the the size of the court or the rules of the game or what makes it so that it's more uh, friendly in that way? You know, that is such a great question, Phil. I think uh, you know, that's a great question. I think it's the the nature of the game. You're playing together. Uh, it's There's no animosity. You're, even your opponent, you're laughing with your opponents. And you see this even at the pro level. The pros know and like each other, and they are playing against each other for high stakes, and yet they're laughing with each other. They're applauding for each other when someone makes a good shot. Yeah. It's just a very uh, convivial congenial atmosphere. What's the word? Congenial atmosphere. A a person interested in what you're talking about, they want to make a difference for Christ and they want to get out and meet people and be in the community. You wouldn't have to have a church gym. I mean, you could set up a pickleball league wherever with the park system and then implement your program. Yes, 100%. 100%. And the, the beauty of pickleball is you really can set it up anywhere. You can find a tennis court. You can find an empty parking lot. Uh, gyms are great as well and you and you go through your local park system and if they don't have a pickleball program definitely ask them about getting it started you have your um, the um, USA pickleball has pickleball ambassadors that you can reach out to okay. so it's there's quite an ecosystem already that's the good news and and the ministry part of this what kind of things are people doing in that regard Oh, all kinds of things. Like this summer, I'm on a summer league at uh, Prestonwood Baptist Church in uh, Dallas, and it's a huge outreach to the co- to the community. So okay. they're coming in. We got a full-on league where we're going to have competition, and um, you're, once again, you're building relationships in a very positive environment. We're talking pickleball with Christy Largent and Amy. I think we should think about. We're from Minnesota, of course, Christy. So uh, uh, the Frozen Four pickleball tournament. You know, the <laughs> pickleball on the ice you think that's been done no because i don't think the pickleball will bounce and it has to be able to bounce if it's frozen right yeah now, uh, well, there no, might be that. have to be some rule adjustments well i think you would probably you know i think there's enough injuries as on its own <laughs> that if you're standing on as as glare of yeah. ice that it would have to oh. be for the ball to bounce yeah. i'm thinking there'd be a lot of injuries uh, yeah. so, that yeah. could be you haven't yeah. heard of frozen pickleball no i've not heard of that one yet but although pickleball is super popular in minnesota you know, know. this yeah. yes. it's, it's like minnesota is one of the top pickleball states believe it or not 
So well, we pride ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's about all we got going right now. <laughs> so, oh, it's something to hang our hat on. Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, uh, our, our, our morning show newsman uh, always has glowing expectations for the Vikings and Minnesota team. So maybe we can get Randy going on pickleball and pickleball leagues and pickleball competition. Sure. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Well, we'll volunteer him. <laughs> it's, Chris, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so Thank much you. for explaining this. And, and uh, tell us again how people get more information. Well, you can find me on Instagram, Christy Largent, L-A-R-G-E-N-T, or Christian Pickleball Collective. If you love Jesus and you love pickleball, come join us. Right now we're on Instagram and, of course, pickleballevangelism.com to find out about the system. All right. We'll put something up on our Facebook page, too. You think so? For sure. Okay, excellent. Thank you so much. It's been a blast. My pleasure. You guys are awesome. Thank you for asking. Well, that's about it for today. Podcast number 11. Uh, coming up on our next podcast, which is up to the uh, a dozen podcasts, number 12. Uh, more from Sat 7. And uh, some uh, interesting story, three stories to make your day. That's the that's the tag, three stories to make your day. Okay. All right. Thank you, Amy. Mm, thank you, Phil. <laughs>